You're listening to Sewing Together from AppletreeSewing.com, and this is episode seven. Hello, welcome to the Sewing Together podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how to get your sojo back. Before we get into that, I just want to share that the new Grow With Me Pants pattern that I've been working on was just released. The pants are called the Bunny Bottoms to go with the Bunny Hug, which is my children's size Grow With Me hoodie pattern. If you are listening to this podcast on April 17th when it airs, you still have one day to use the coupon code from our Facebook group. So search Apple Tree Sewing Patterns on Facebook and request to join and grab that coupon code from the group. If you missed the sale, then don't worry. I often have coupon codes in the group, but you can also use the code sewing together, all one word, for 10% off any of my patterns. So you can go to my Etsy shop, Apple Tree Patterns Co., and use the code sewing together for 10% off. And that code is good until the end of 2018, I think. So you've got lots of time to get that one. Or maybe not. I guess I don't know when you're listening to this, so maybe you're listening to this at the end of 2018. So if that's the case, hurry on over to Apple Tree Pattern Co. on Etsy and use the Sewing Together coupon code before it expires. (laughs) Okay, let's get back to today's topic. Recently, I've seen quite a few posts on Facebook about how people have lost their sojo. Now, for those of you who don't know, sojo is this cute little way people refer to their sewing motivation or their sewing mojo. People have been posting in some of the groups that I'm a part of saying that they just don't feel like sewing or they aren't really up for sewing lately and they want to get back into it, but they don't know how. If you've lost your sojo, I've got some advice for you about how to amp up your desire to sew and get your sojo back in full force. I must say... That for me, this time of year is not when I lose my sojo. With summer coming up, I am just so excited to work on some made-by-me summer pieces. I really love dresses in the summer because they're just so easy to wear. I just throw on some biker shorts underneath and a dress and I'm good to go. I like that I don't have to worry about matching a top and a bottom if I'm wearing a dress. So far, I've made a couple of dresses for summer. I've made... One dress using the t-shirt drafting method that I have up on my blog that I've talked about a few times. It's a blog series on how to draft your own t-shirt. So I used that method. Basically, I made it a three-quarter length t-shirt with a scoop neck and the bodice ends at my natural waist. So I kind of followed the drafting process and then just stopped it at my natural waist. And then I added an A-line skirt to that, plus pockets, of course. I did kind of show a little bit of a tutorial on how to do that in the Facebook group. So if you want to see how to do that, you can join our Facebook group by searching Facebook for Apple Tree Sewing Patterns. The other dress I made is my favorite, favorite, favorite dress. I think like ever. Maybe not better than my wedding dress, but pretty close. Um... I made it using a sort of adapted bodice I saw in a book that I have. The book I picked up from Indigo during their teacher appreciation event, and it is called The Vintage Pattern Selector by Joe Barnfield. And it's a really fun book. It sort of goes through the trends of the different decades and how those have been adapted to be used in today's more modern fashion trends. 
Now it is copyright 2013, so some of the styles may be a little bit outdated, but generally I think it's pretty spot on. The book includes 15 printable patterns on a CD, and the patterns come in sizes small to extra large. The book starts with dresses, and it looks at dresses from the 1920s and what style features we've adapted from the 20s in today's fashion. Then it moves on through dresses in a few more different decades, and then at the end of the chapter there are four different dress patterns. Now the dress patterns are from different decades, not modern, but I think you could maybe adapt them to have a modern look. The next pattern is blouses, and the book includes a one blouse pattern, then skirts with two skirt patterns. Chapter five is pants and shorts, and it includes a wide-legged pants pattern. Chapter six is suits and coats with a blazer type jacket, and then also has a box jacket pattern. And then the next chapter is uh, the lingerie chapter. And it has a pattern for a 1920 slip, French knickers, which look sort of like baggy short shorts, and a 1940 slip, and then this um, bustier and petticoat. And this is probably the only pattern from the whole book that I will actually be using. Unless I make a costume, I guess. So the bustier is what I used as a guide for my floral dress pattern. Now, I probably would have used the actual pattern on the CD, but the number of pages to print was insane. I think there was like 50 pages or something. The pieces didn't seem to be laid out very well, so then it made for way too much wasted paper, and I hate wasting paper, and I really hate taping pages together. So instead of printing the pattern, um, the book shows you what the pieces look like. So I just sort of copied the shapes to my measurements and drafted what I thought might work for a similar looking bodice for a dress. I had bought this really beautiful woven um, floral cotton lycra, but it's a woven cotton lycra, not a knit. And I don't think I've ever worked with a woven cotton lycra before, so I had some learning to do. I created a mock-up for the bodice using a French terry that I had, which was definitely more stretchy than the woven cotton lycra, but I didn't think it was too much more stretchy. So I did my mock-up, then I was able to see where adjustments needed to be made, and I transferred those to my pattern pieces, and I set out to create my dress. Well, the reason I know that the French terry was way more stretchy than my woven cotton lycra is because although my mock-up fit me, the bodice of my actual dress was too small. Now, it's still totally wearable, but just tighter than I would like it. The moral of this story is, if you are doing a mock-up, make sure you use the same fabric type. Or maybe you don't have to use the same fabric type, but at least measure the stretch of both fabrics and math it out to make sure it's going to work for you. Don't just be like, oh yeah, this seems about right, because in the end it might not work out for you. Now for me, in the end, I really do love the dress, and although it's a little tighter than I would like, it's still totally wearable, so I will be wearing it all summer. But if I would have made my mock-up out of the same type of fabric, I might have made it a tiny bit bigger. And the reason I didn't use the fabric was because I bought the end of the bolt from the fabric store, and I wasn't sure how much I was going to need for my final dress, so I didn't want to use up the fabric and then end up not having enough to finish my dress. So 
I that's why I use the French terry. Anyway, this dress is awesome. It has pockets, which I mean is probably the best part of making your own dress, right? Then they can all have pockets, which we all love pockets in dresses. Okay, and then I have one more dress. So I made those two dresses. I have one more dress I'm thinking about making, and it's the Legends dress from So Straight and Gather. And it's got this really cool stand-up collar, and it just looks so versatile. I feel like you could really dress it up or dress it down. The problem is that I'm nursing my son right now, so I need my clothes to be breastfeeding friendly, and the neckline of the Legends dress is not nursing friendly. But I'm thinking about making it as a shirt and then I'll make a skirt to go with it which will kind of give it that dressy feel and then this is going to help with that whole capsule wardrobe idea because I'll be able to wear the pieces together or separate and if it's a shirt then I can wear it with pants um, so I think that's probably what I'm going to do. I've also really been eyeing up the Tilly and the Buttons Zadie dress but I'm not sure how it would look on me and I'm not really one for sewing clothing that I'm unsure of whether it's going to suit me. So I think I'm just going to admire everyone else's work on that one. Okay, let's talk about how to get your sojo back. So for me, if I have a problem, I think the first thing I need to do is diagnose the reason for the problem. So I'm going to go through five possible reasons why you might have lost your sewing motivation. And I'm going to talk about how to fix each of those problems. Kind of like how if your car's not running, you need to figure out what the problem is before you can fix it. If your sojo's not running, you need to figure out what the problem is before you can fix it. Maybe my little speech about the dresses that I've created or want to create has inspired you to go and sew up a dress. If that's the case, then I think your sojo is closely tied to your inspiration. If you are feeling uninspired, then my favorite thing to do to get re-inspired is spend a few minutes on social media. My go-to for just like general fashion ideas is Pinterest. I like to browse the women's clothing category and I often will get inspired that way. If you actually search for dress sewing pattern, you'll find lots of different pins on there and often you can even find free patterns that way. Now the problem with Pinterest is there are so many pins on there, it can become overwhelming. So if I'm not really feeling Pinterest at the moment, then I'll check out my Facebook sewing groups. So for inspiration, I like to hit up my Canadian sewing groups, not mine, but the ones I'm in. There's a few cool Canadian groups that I really love, but you do have to be Canadian to join them. So if you're not Canadian, you can't join them, but I bet you there are sewing groups for your region that you'd find beneficial. Just try searching Facebook for your country or your state and add like sewing or fabric onto it and see what comes up. The main reason I like my Canadian sewing groups is because I know usually the fabric and the patterns I see in those groups will be available to me. And that's not always the case in the U.S. sewing groups I'm a part of. I also really like the size of the groups in terms of how many members are in there. They have just over 2,000 members, usually, I think. I think there's three of them that I'm thinking of, and I think they're all around 2,000 members. And I find that just the perfect size because the good stuff gets bumped without being buried beneath the massive number of posts. I'm in a few bigger groups on Facebook, and I find those just super overwhelming if I'm trying to get inspired. But they are still great if I'm searching for something specific. 
So let's say I'm wanting to see specific patterns that include a cowl neck. Well, then I can just search Facebook for cowl neck and Facebook will search all of the groups that I'm in for me. If I wasn't in those groups, then Facebook wouldn't show me what's in them when I'm doing that search. So that is how I use Facebook groups to get inspired. And that's why I'm a part of those big groups, even though I don't find them super beneficial to browse. My last way I get inspired is over on Instagram. And here, I guess I can plug my Insta. If you want to see the pictures of the dresses that I mentioned earlier in the podcast episode, then you can check out my Instagram at Apple Tree Sewing, and I posted those on there. Anyway, if I'm looking for Instagram inspiration, what I'll do is I'll search common hashtags. I really like the socialists hashtag um, or modern sewing or just sewing, hashtag sewing. That's a good one. Um, sewing blogger, I sew, me made. Those are all really good hashtags if you're looking for inspiration. I also try to follow pattern designers so I can see what their patterns look like and that usually helps me to get inspired plus then I know that it's probably something that's available to me. Okay so let's move on to the next problem. For me one of the ways that I lose my sojo is if I'm working on my sewing business and sometimes after I sew too much of the same thing I do not want to do it anymore. I particularly don't enjoy when sewing feels like a job. I love sewing. I love creating things. And I don't want this great passion of mine to feel like work. So I need to be careful to balance sewing that I do for business with the sewing that I do for pleasure. And that's actually why I like creating patterns so much. I get to sew a few things a few times and then teach other people how to make it and move on to the next thing. It's really just the best combination ever for me because I like teaching, I like sewing, so it's like such a great combination. Actually, I was just telling my husband that every time I have a friend or a family member mention to me that they would like me to do some sewing for them, I always say, I'd love to teach you how to sew. And I said to my husband, isn't it weird that I'd rather spend five hours teaching someone how to sew than spend the 30 minutes sewing for them? And he was like, no, that's not weird. You're a teacher. You like to teach. And it's true. It's funny how I never thought of it like that. I do really love to teach. It's part of the reason why I enjoy doing this podcast. But to me, it's more than that. For me, I like to use my own creativity. I like coordinating fabrics and choosing patterns. So for me, custom sewing is not enjoyable. I did do it for a little while um, at the start of my sewing business. And sometimes I found it really inspirational. Seeing the combinations that other people came up with was fun, but it did begin to feel like work. If you do custom orders in your business and you feel like you've lost your sojo, maybe consider putting those on hold and getting some ready-made items up for sale instead. It doesn't work in all markets or regions, but for me, I found I was just as successful making ready-made clothing to sell as I was with custom clothing. Plus, they take less time because there isn't all the back and forth between you and the customer. So if the reason you are feeling unmotivated is because you've been doing too much sewing for your business, try changing it up. Alternatively, you could consider taking a break if that's something that's financially affordable for you. Maybe just schedule a week or two off, whatever your current turnaround time is, just add a week or two, and then take that time to either not sew at all because you might just need a break from sewing or use that break to sew for yourself. 
Okay, another reason you might have lost your sojo is because you are just bored of sewing. Now, I've mentioned this before. The great thing about sewing is that there's always more to learn. So if you're feeling bored with sewing, try something new. Maybe you need to try something that challenges your skills. For something that challenges you, it could be a new pattern, but it could also be something that uses sewing, but like is a new skill that isn't sewing specifically. So what I'm thinking of here is something like drafting. You could try drafting a simple pattern, which obviously uses sewing to make the actual garment, but the drafting itself would be a new skill. If you don't quite feel ready to draft, you could try German patterns, and this would help you work on your translation and construction skills. Or recently, I started to learn hand embroidery, and I think it is so fun, and it's getting to be a pretty trendy hobby too, so you might find some joy in that. If you are looking to learn a new skill, there are tons of options online, but for me, I have a Creative Bug subscription, and I used that to learn the hand embroidery. I'm not sure if you've heard of Creative Bug, but it is pretty awesome. There's something like a thousand classes offered. They are like video classes, video lessons, and they're in all sorts of different areas. I know there's sewing and quilting for sure, but there's also things like paper crafts and hand lettering, um, book binding, I watched a video on that, knitting and crochet, jewelry making, and like cake decorating and chocolate making. There's tons of different things. Anyway, the best part of the Creative Bug membership is that you sign up and it's $5 a month and you have access to all the classes. So there's some other websites out there that are similar, but you pay per class. This one, you just pay $5 a month and you can watch any of the videos that you want. And then the other thing is every month that you stay subscribed, you get to keep one class forever. So even if you unsubscribe, I think you still have access to that. They have a trial version that you can try if you want to give it a try for, I think it's for 14 days and it's free for those 14 days. So I think you should give it a try if you haven't already. And I did read recently that the Joanne store just bought Creative Bug. So I'm not sure how that's going to affect the Creative Bug subscription model, if it's gonna stay the same or if it's gonna change. For now, I think you still have that option to sign up for the 14 days. And as far as I know, it's still about $5 a month. I also just wanna say like, I'm not an affiliate. I I'm not earning any money by sharing this with you. I'm not paid by them. This is just me sharing what I love with you. Okay, reason number four why you might have lost your sojo is time. Maybe you just don't have the time to sew. While I can't tell you how to make more hours in the day, I can tell you what I do if I feel like I just don't have time. What I'll do is say, okay, when the kids are in bed, I'm gonna sew for an hour. Now, an hour isn't enough time to get much done, so if I've made that commitment to spend an hour that evening sewing throughout the day, then I'll just do little tasks here and there to help me get ready. Maybe I'll get the pattern pieces out at one moment in the day and I'll thread the machine at a different moment. Um, maybe I'll clear a workspace or um, get out the iron and the ironing board. I just sort of use moments here and there to get ready and this serves two purposes for me. It sort of gets me amped up and mentally prepared to sew that night, but it also gives me 
time when I am ready to sew. Instead of spending 30 minutes getting all those things ready and only having a half an hour to sew, I can use that full hour to sew. You might not have five minutes here and there throughout the day to do what I've just described to you, but maybe you have five minutes each day to do this. And instead of making a commitment to sew for an hour that evening, you could make a commitment to sew for an hour or two on Saturday and then just use the days of the week to try to get prepared. You kind of have to find how this can work for you, but finding ways to manage time you do have is essential. Actually, while writing my notes for this episode, I was feeding the baby while I was writing the notes. So I was typing with one hand in my Google Docs on my phone while I nursed my eight-month-old. So I think finding ways to use the time you have is definitely key. Okay, the fifth possible reason why you might have lost your sojo is because you can't see the end. This, for me, is one of the reasons why I'm a huge procrastinator. If I can't see the end of a project and I can only see the giant mountain of work in front of me, I just put it off and put it off. So for sewing, this would be like if you're working on a really big project, like maybe making a quilt or a complex garment. When I sew, I like to work on small projects that I can finish right away, like in a day or two. I do not like to take on month-long projects. I get bored or I get overwhelmed and it's just not as enjoyable of an experience for me. One of the big joys of sewing, as you probably know, is at the end when you've finished your item and you see how amazing it is that you've created this thing. And for me, I just prefer to have a bunch of little joys instead of one huge joy. Anyway, if you're working on a big project and you can't see the end, so that's making you lose your sojo. Try setting the project aside and making something small. Recently, I got an email from a listener named Julie, and she mentioned that she's a beginner sewer and she likes making zippered pouches. And I thought, yes, how have I not mentioned zipper pouches in my podcast yet? They are like my jam when I'm looking for something small and easy and quick to sew. They're super fun because you can do like patchwork or color blocking so you can get creative and there are tons of variations of like types of zipper pouches you can make, lots of free tutorials online and best of all they're useful. Like can you ever have too many zippered pouches? I don't think so. I like to use them for jewelry, pencils, makeup, makeup brushes or even just I like to make them for my four-year-old. Well he's three, almost four-year-old and he just puts like little toys and trinkets in there. So if you're working on a big project that's making you lose your sojo, maybe try setting that aside and making something quick and fun like a little zippered pouch. Now, I do want to add a disclaimer onto that last little bit of advice there. I have a whole bin of unfinished items or UFOs as they're sometimes referred to. And I probably shouldn't be giving you advice to set something aside and move on and then come back to it because I'm the type to set something aside and never come back to it. So don't do that. But if it's between never sewing again or finishing your project, just move on. Okay, now if none of these five reasons sounds like the problem for you, I have one last thing you can try to jumpstart your sewing motivation. And that is make something useful. Make something that you actually need. Instead of going to buy whatever you need, make it. Do your kids need pants? Do you have a baby gift that you need to get? 
Are you in need of some summer clothes for the changing seasons? Then work on that. I find I get super motivated to sew when it's something that I need anyway, like my dresses that I mentioned. I love wearing dresses. I don't have very many. I was super excited to make some dresses and use the fabric that I already had for one of them. So I only had to buy fabric for one. My fabric was $30 and there is no way I would find a dress that I like that much that won't fall apart, that's the proper length for $30. Okay, now it's time to hear what our friends on social media have to say. So I put this question out there on Instagram and Facebook. I said, when you're feeling unmotivated to sew or you've lost your sojo, how do you get it back? On our Facebook page, Iava from at every special day on Instagram said this, quote, I take on a simple task, which I know will come out perfectly, but first I clean and organize my sewing space, put some flowers out, make myself a nice cup of tea, and then I start my simple sewing to get my motivation back, end quote. This is so smart. This is kind of the process I go through when I have to study or write a paper or like do marking. I get my space set up nice and comfy. I grab a yummy drink and I sort of mentally prepare myself for the task while I'm setting up my space and then I'm ready to go once my space is set up. We also had a response from at girl and Boyd on Instagram. Here's what she had to say, quote, for me, it helps to comb through patterns I already have but haven't tried out yet and there are quite a few. I'll usually get excited again after finding patterns that I've forgotten about, end quote. I think that is brilliant. How many of us just buy so many PDF patterns and we save them on our computer and then forget about them. I do that all the time. So going through those patterns you already have is such a great idea because then you'll actually use them. You get to try something new and it doesn't cost you any more money than what you've already spent. We also had another response on at, on Instagram that I'd like to share. At bjoys4 shared great advice, better advice than what I gave you. Here's what she said. Quote, love the podcast. You do a great job and the sound quality is great. I'm really enjoying it even though I've been sewing for years. I have a sewing and a style board in Pinterest and mostly that will start my creativity going again. But sometimes I just make myself sew one seam or for 10 minutes and most of the time it leads to more, especially when I have podcasts like yours to keep me company end quote. Oh, isn't that nice? Um, I think this is just the best advice. Remember when I said that sometimes you need to put your big project aside and try something small that you can finish quickly? Scrap that. Try this first. Try setting a time limit or like a task list that you're going to finish that day and just try to get that done. If that doesn't work, then you can take my advice. But really, I think this advice is even better. This is just great advice so that you don't end up with too many of those unfinished projects. Okay, the last thing I wanted to say is that there is one time of year where I really lose my sojo, and that is in the summer. My husband and I were both teachers, so we have the summers off together, and we like to use that time to spend lots of time outside at the spray parks, And the time that we are inside, we usually are doing housework or just relaxing after a fun day of some outside time. So for those times where I've lost my sojo because I'm busy making memories with my family, I think it's okay. It's okay to take time away from your machine. It's okay to take a break. 
you will be able to return when you're ready. Sometimes it's okay to lose your sojo and not try to get it back. When you are ready, your machine will be there, just like a trusty friend you can always count on. Thank you so much for joining me here today. That's all I've got. If you'd like to participate in our conversation, you can join me on Instagram at Apple Tree Sewing, or you can find me on Facebook, also at Apple Tree Sewing, or join our Facebook group by searching Facebook for Apple Tree Sewing Patterns. Thanks for listening.